Finally then, brethren, we urge and exalt in the name of the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk to please God, for you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we started talking about being committed to pleasing God, to living a life that pleases God. Hallelujah. Being committed to living a life. How many want to please God here? Give me a wave. You want to please God. Um, Everybody wants to please somebody they love, isn't it? We want to please God because we realized from last week that God has married us. And if you are you are married, your duty is to please your lover, isn't it? Your spouse or the one who's, who's married you, you want to please them. Amen. Amen. So and we, we, we said from last week that our sanctification is something that pleases God. If we learn how to possess our vessel. How many were here last week? If you learn how to live a life of holiness, you please God. And one way to pleasing God in sanctification is living a life that is free of sexual immorality. Amen. Amen. Sexual immorality. And we said that it's a walk. It's a walk. Wherever you are, you can start the journey. Amen. Amen. A journey of a thousand miles, they say, begins with what? A step. A step. So your journey of immorality to holiness also begins with a step. If you take a step, that step, one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, you're going to walk into the place or the destination called holiness. Amen. You're going to walk into the destination that you are looking for. So I I I challenge all of us to start living a life of holiness, a life of purity, a a life of chastity. Uh, uh, Some of us, we, we feel that it's impossible in this day and age because of internet because of the pressures of life because of our age and the hormones that is running up and down inside of us but i'm telling i'm here to tell you that not everybody is immoral oh i said not everybody is immoral not everybody is sleeping with three four five different people not everybody is not a virgin contrary to popular opinion amen Amen. oh i said amen not everybody's immoral. And you too, you can become holy. Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, he's talking to you now. To you, you too can become holy. You too can live a life that pleases God. Right. How many want to live a life to please God? Hallelujah. And if it's too difficult for you, let each one have his own wife. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And then we moved on from there to loving Brotherly love, isn't it? Put uh, Psalm 133 up. Psalm 133 up. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I'm in verse 2. It is like the precious ointment upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down the edge of his garments. 
Uh, it is like the dew of Hermon descending and cascading down the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commands his blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. God is pleased when we live in love. God is pleased when we have love one for the other. God is pleased when there is unity in the house of God, unity at home. The Bible says that as much as it lies within you, dwell together with every man in peace. Dwell together. Don't let, you, don't let anyone have issues with you. Amen. There are some people that just enjoy contentions. They, they enjoy when there is strife, when they are, they are fighting with somebody, when you are, you are not, you're arguing with this person, when you have the bone to pick with this person, bone to pick with that person. They thrive on things like that. As a child of God, as a Christian, you must have a life that doesn't go into that rancor. Every time you have something, you are sorting issues. Stop sorting issues. Make excuses for people. Am I talking to somebody? You see, when you make excuse for somebody, say, listen, the, the person has his own problems. That's why they behave the way they behave. You have made an excuse for the person. It brings peace. Tell somebody, I'm going to make excuses for you. Yeah, tell, she's crazy. That's why she behaves the way she does. It's all right. Just leave her alone. She has her own issues. Once you say that, it, it, it absorbs the person of all misbehavior. Are you with me? Don't say it out aloud because that can also bring an issue. But just say, this person is crazy, so I can excuse her. And that helps. Amen. I said that helps. Hallelujah. The next one I want to talk about, the next thing that pleases God is in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen. Let's all read it. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them, or those who diligently seek him. Say it again, say it again. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. If you want to please God, you must have faith. Faith, in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it we know the elders obtained a good report. For by faith, verse 3, we understand that the wells were framed for the, from the, by the word of God so that the things that are seen were made from the things that are not seen. Amen. Amen. The things that are seen are made from the things that are not seen. I, I've been talking about faith on Wednesdays. So I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm not going to talk too much about faith. But, but I, I said the last time that charismatic Pentecostal, tongue-talking, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost baptized, type of people are the most faithless people there are in Christ. Preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. And the reason is that we have a certain type of faith. And that faith is called verbal faith. Yes. 
We say, but faith is not what you say. Faith is what you do because of what you believe. Did you hear that? Tell your friend. Tweet it. What, what did I say? What did I say? Faith is not what you say, but what you believe. What you do because of what you believe. Hallelujah. Because we, we, we saw in James, James chapter 2, when, uh, uh, um, look at 21, James 2, 21, when he was talking about Abraham and talking about Rahab. He didn't say they said, they said, was not Abraham our father justified by works? When he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar, was he not justified by works and not what he said? Charismatic Pentecostal Christians, we say a lot, but we don't do a lot. True that. Rehab, 22. Do, not, do you see faith working together with his works? But by, by works was faith made perfect. 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said Abraham believed God and was accounted unto him righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Next verse. You see that the man was justified by his works and not by his verbal faith only. Likewise, Rahab the harlot was justified by her works. Are you with me? When she received the messengers and sent them another way. How many know that Rahab could have lost her head? Because she harbored, she harbored criminals, she harbored dissidents in her home. And when the king sent his, his soldiers to come to Rahab's house and they searched the place, if they had seen any of them, they would have killed Rahab and all her household. I gave a simple text, test on, uh, on uh, Wednesday. If you say you believe God and you have faith in God, my test is very simple. I'm going to give it to you for the benefit of those who are not here on Wednesday. What is the last Time you can say hand on heart that God has blessed you with something you didn't work for. Something you believed God for. Something you had faith, you exercised your faith for. That's the question. That would tell you whether you use faith or not. So I'm asking, ask your neighbor quickly. Ask your neighbor, what was the last time you used faith to get something? You didn't use connection. You didn't use, uh, you see, you see, if you cannot answer that question, if you cannot answer that question, then there is a problem. Hello? I said, because we all believe that God is a provider. How many call God Jehovah Jireh? Our God, a provider. He can provide things that we can't provide for ourselves. So when you need money, God provides. When you need accommodation, God provides. When you need favor, God provides. When you need help, God provides. When you need passing of exams and you haven't studied. No, 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 no. I, I was just testing. I was just testing. I was just testing to see whether. Somebody said a husband. 
I don't know whether my Wednesday, my Wednesday congregation is here. They have come to Sunday. They have come to Sunday. It's Wednesday here or they've gone to... The Wednesday people have come. You see, for, for those who don't come on Wednesday, let me say, we have, we have two sets of, of uh, members of this church. We have the very nice, polished, they sit, they sit in mass in church, like statues. Don't do anything. Don't go anywhere. Don't clap. Don't, don't dance. Don't. We have them. Then we have another group. Yes. On, on Wednesday, they come from. They get it. They get it. Somewhere. I, I, I don't know where they come from. But, but they, 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 they will preach. They will take the, 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 the message and preach for me. They will run. And. So normally they don't come on Sunday. But it looks like these days they are trying to come. And, uh, their life does not come out on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday they be they join the mummies. But now they have been let come out. Hallelujah. Yeah, but, but ask yourself, when was the last time you believed God for something and you got it? If we say we have faith, if you look at uh, Hebrews 11, you realize that all the names of people that were mentioned, they were mentioned as people who didn't quite have a, li- a good lifestyle or a good, uh, you know, character trait, but they did something and that thing was faith. But the, the Christians we have in church today sitting next to you and you yourself, they are the Christians who say, but don't do anything. Faith is not what you say. I believe God can heal. Has God healed you yet? I believe God, God, God can give me a job. Have you really exercised your faith in that area? Now you are coming to give me intellectual questions. Pastor, how can I exercise my faith in the area of work? I'm happy you asked me that question. Let me tell you how to exercise your faith in, in the area of, of, of uh, working, believing God for a job. In the morning, wake up like you have a job. Yes. Dress like you have a job. Yes. Take a folder like you have a job and get out there like you have a job. Join them on That's the it. Catch the bus with them. Get out to work. Aha. Faith is not what you say. Faith is what you do because of what you believe. Faith, the, the, our Christian walk is a walk of faith. Uh, the Bible said the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10, 38. The just shall live by what? Faith. That means that the blood that flows through the just is the blood of faith. Are you with me? The blood that flows through the believer must be a blood of faith. Your life must be full of faith. You know, I'm a, I'm a crazy guy when it comes to faith. If you follow me, you will always be in trouble. Yeah, because I, I live, I live a life of faith. Yeah. Yeah. And because I have tested him yeah. and I've tried him. And God is not nervous of you testing him. Yes. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Test him. 
Try him. Try your faith. Faith is like a muscle. The more you exercise, the stronger you get. The more you exercise, the stronger you get. So exercise your faith. Believe God for something. Believe God for little things and grow the little things. If I were to ask you a question, what are you exercising your faith on? Currently, what would be your answer? For some of us, nothing. Because we have never ever even thought that way. We think that everything we need to get, we must get with our heart, sweat, and work. I'm not saying be a lazy person. I'm not saying stop working. But you see, you must believe God as if you don't work. And work like you don't have faith. That's the combination for success. Did you get the, did you get the equation? What's the equation? Work like you don't have faith. And have faith like you don't work. I like mathematics. So the, the, the equation for exercising your faith is what? Work like you don't have faith. And have faith like you don't work. And combine the two. Study like you haven't prayed. And pray like you haven't studied. And you pass. Ah, you didn't get it. You didn't get it, did you? Did you get it? Did you get it? it? Pray like you haven't studied. And study like you don't pray. If you you got it, you would have been clapping by now. The way you are not clapping, you didn't get it. You, you, want, you want a house. You want to buy a house. You want to buy a house. Let me show you how to buy a house. Believe like you don't have any money in your pocket. And work for money like you don't have any faith. Uh, if you don't understand, if you don't understand what I'm saying, say, hey. Believe like you don't have any money. Go to the showroom. Go to the agent. Let them take you through. Show you the houses and pick your colors. Pick the tile colors. As if you have a million bucks in your pocket. I go to the showroom. I go to the parking lot. I go to the, the latest Mercedes Benz. Show me. I say, no, I don't like this color. I like this. I don't have a pound in my pocket. And then I work like I don't have faith. And before you see it, I have it. The the Bible said that for the things that are seen are made of the things that are not seen. So your prayer is making the things that you want to see. Are you with me? Because the God we serve, he's the God that calls the things that be not as though they are. So if he is and we are made in his image, that is how we need to operate. That is the type of lifestyle we need to adapt. 
You want to have a husband. Don't wait for somebody to come and say, hello, baby, before you start behaving like somebody who has a husband or somebody who has a, 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 a fiance who's about to marry. Scrub up like you, you, are, you are going to have your wedding tomorrow. Make your hair like you are, you are ready to get married. Uh, am, I, am I talking to somebody? Uh, my Wednesday church is not here. My Wednesday church. Uh, I wish I had my Wednesday church here. Choose your gown. Listen, I, 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 what, I'm, what I'm saying to you sounds funny. But I said this one day preaching and a sister went and bought her wedding dress. No man has said hello to her. She had been in the church for how many years by then? About two or three years. Believing God for a husband. Nobody has said anything. But she just said, this crazy man is talking. So I'm going to try what he's saying and see. So she, she went and bought her wedding gown. What if you put on weight? Before somebody says hello to you. What if the, the uh, oil stains into the, uh, on the dress? Or the star goes out of fashion before you get your, your wedding day. Guess what? Nine months later, Nine months later, she wore that same gown and got married. Nine months later. And you know what? The person she got married to was in the church at the time. For the guy had been there for, for the three years she was there. The guy was there and never said hello. Never even looked away. We used to sing a song. If you're looking for somebody to love you, look my way, look my way. If you're looking for somebody to praise you, look my way. She was singing, look my way. She was leading praise. And was saying, look my way, look my way. Nobody was looking her way. Nobody. Nobody dared look, at, look her way. But after she's out on faith. She went back. If you're looking for somebody to love you, look my way. Look my way. Then the guy said, mm. Mm. I remember the guy coming to me. Uh, uh, I said, what? He said, uh, uh, I'm thinking of mine. I said, mine who? <coughs> ah. Then the sister, mm. I was like, huh? When, when did this happen? Faith. I say faith. 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 I, I gave another example. We, we came to this church, this building. Have you seen this building? We came to this building and, and we said we want to buy the building. I, I remember the day we came into this building, the, the final service of the Methodist church in this building. We came. I came with Kiran. We're sitting where Mabel is sitting. Mabel, give us a wave. 
where Mabel is sitting. That's where we're sitting. It was all pews then. And our congregation at the time will be up to here. This was my church congregation. And I said, we're going to buy this building. How many know it sounds crazy? And then I came to the vicar and I said, we're going to buy your building. And the, the guy was like, oh, I said, yeah, so when we buy, we're going to change the pews. We, are going to ch-. we sat around where Kiran is sitting. He said, we are going to change. And the man was like, he thought I had the money in my pocket. <laughs> the way I was talking. You know, you talk, you talk like, my father owns the, uh, the cattle on a thousand hills, belongs to him. He's the big-breasted one. He's a provider. So I'm talk like a big man. And I was like, okay, so when are you going to do the negotiation? I said, oh, don't worry. We'll just sort everything out. So he went and told everybody, okay, the house is, the building is sold. We, at the time, all we had in our pocket, in our bank, was about how much? Yeah, the church. About 2,000. We had 2,000. And we're going to buy a building that is more than hundreds, hundreds of thousands. To cut a long story short, we are sitting in a building we own today. Amen. And we did not have any sugar daddy anywhere. We did not have any church give, giving us anything anywhere. We stepped out on faith and believed. You see, the reason why you never see anything you never have any testimony. It's because you don't try God. You don't test God. You are too calculating. Too, you are too, you know, the Bible says that the carnal man does not receive anything from God. Because everything is one plus one is two. Two minus one is one. You are calculating and you don't allow for God to step in. How many know you are one phone call away from your, break, your breakthrough? One phone call away. One full call away. The Bible says that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Are you expecting a phone call? Yeah. I said, are you expecting a phone call? Yeah. Oh, you are just going, go. Mm, then you come. Then you go. Then you come. Then you go. No. Are you expecting a phone call? You see, me, if you came today and you said to me that, uh, Pastor, uh, uh, God has spoken to me to come and give you one million, I will say, why did you take so long? And, and I will say, thank you. By Thursday, the money is finished. Because as I'm sitting here right now, standing here right now, I've calculated what to do with my million. So it's not, you know, if you give me the money, I'll go crazy. No, no, no. I know how each one penny is going to be spent of that one million. Because I'm expecting it. Amen. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Are you with me? If you don't understand, say, hey, 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 hey. Listen, have an expectation. Yeah. Have an expectation. Expect that the man is going to come and say, hello, baby. Okay. Okay. I've been watching you. I've been watching you from afar. I've been watching you. And I feel that I can't wait anymore. I want to marry you. I want to marry yesterday. Don't, don't, don't say that if somebody comes and says, hey, sister, I want to marry who? 
Me? No, your mother. <laughs> Who do you think? It couldn't be. It couldn't be. Because you're not expecting anything. You are not expecting anybody. Say, I, 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 I want to marry you. Me? 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 Are you sure? You are not expecting. Listen, a life that pleases God is a life of faith. Walk by faith. I said walk by faith. Students, are you listening to me? Think about buying a house. I said think about buying a house. Start looking for a house. Don't say I don't have a job. You don't need a job to get a house. Amen. By wisdom, it's a house built. And with understanding, is it filled with good things? And God has given us wisdom. If you lack wisdom in James chapter 1, ask God who gives to all men. It is wisdom you use, not, not money. Not a good job. Am I talking to somebody? You are one idea away from becoming a millionaire. Amen. I said one idea away. And that idea has passed through your head already. You didn't recognize it. You were not thinking that way. Tell, tell them he's talking to you. I, I said that idea has already passed through your head. You just didn't acknowledge it. You just didn't re- remember. You ignored it because you didn't expect it. You're not thinking about it. Have a pen and a paper by your bedside. As in case, in case, per chance, God drops something. The pen is writing. It's already writing. And when you write it and finish, stick it somewhere you can see it. And never ever doubt it until it happens. That is a life of faith. That's the Christian faith we have. Today, everything is calculated. You know your bank balance. And everything you are planning to get, your budget, everything you are planning to get is according to your bank balance. Barclays balance. You don't make room for God. That is why it's difficult to give. Because you know that when you give, it's a minus. And when it's minus, the budget goes down. And when the budget goes down, goods cannot be purchased. Junk cannot be purchased. But you see, it, you see, if you live a life of faith, money is not your currency. Faith is your currency. With faith, you obtain everything. So it's not a problem to drop the money here. Yeah. We say want to buy a bus. Oh, the money you have cannot buy the house you're looking for. So money in your hand is either a seed or expenditure. So I'd rather invest than spend. Because when I invest, then I can double my investment. Are you with me? So I saw it. And I saw it because my life is led by faith. And then as I saw it, I expect. And as I expect, God doesn't make my expectation fall to the ground. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
there's no way anybody can give me anything that I'm not expecting you to give me. That you blow my socks off. No. I've already budgeted for it. Uh, am I talking to somebody? Yeah. I'm already prepared. If you bring the money by Thursday, it's finished. Because I've spent it already. I'm just waiting for the numbers to come so I distribute them the way I need to distribute them. Because my life is a work of faith. It's always been a work of faith. We live by faith and not by sight. Stop living by sight. Because when you live by sight, you displease God. Am I talking to somebody? When you live by faith, you please God. Stop calculating. You calculate God out of your equation. Calculate God out of everything you are doing. God can't do anything for you. Because you can't give. See, if you are a faithless person, you go somebody who don't pay tithe. Because you can't pay tithe. Because when you pay tithe, listen, 100% I'm struggling. How do I live on 90%? 100% I go into the red. <laughs> you are preaching. Uh, but, but listen, if 100% can't reach, live on uh, 90. And even try and live on 80. You see that the lifestyle is not different. 90, 80, same thing. Someone said, same difference. Same difference. Hallelujah. Amen. So learn to live a life of faith. faith. Num- number, what number am I on? Number three. Number one is what? Sanctification. Sanctification, number two. Brotherly love. Brotherly love, number three. Faith. Number four. Number four is sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. Faith. Ah, I said sacrifice. If you want to please God, you must learn to do what? Sacrifice. Oh, I said if you want to please God, you must do what? Uh, I don't think I'm in the right church. It looks like my Sunday church is overpowering my Wednesday church. I said, if you want to l- please God, you must learn how to sacrifice. What is sacrifice? I will tell you. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 13, 15, and 16. Hebrews 13, 15, and 16. Amen, amen, amen. Are you in Hebrews? If you are there, say amen. amen. Okay, Hebrews 13. Bible says that Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share with, to share for with such sacrifice, God is pleased. Amen. So if you want to please God, I said, if you want to please God, what do you do? With such sacrifice, God is pleased. Amen. Amen. You see, Jesus said that 
anyone that comes to me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Amen. A, a, a life that pleases God is a life of sacrifice, denying yourself. And I beseech you by the message of God, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, by the message of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Put the amplified version on. The amplified version says something. I beseech you by the message of God that you... Ampli- you don't have amplified. Okay. Somebody give me, read the amplified for me. Let me see if I can find it. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren. I appeal to you. Yeah, go on, read it. I appeal to you. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, uh-huh. and beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, mm-hmm. presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God. Well what? Pleasing. Well-pleasing unto God. Your, your sacrifice of yourself, your body, yourself, your wants, yourself, your stomach, yourself, your money, yourself, your, your, your time, Sacrificing of yourself is something that pleases God. When you learn how to live a life of sacrifice, you are learning how to please God. How many will say that fasting is sacrifice? Shaba. It's not easy when you're trying. But when you put your stomach down, you please God. I say you please God. Amen. Put, put uh, uh, Isaiah 54, Isaiah 58 on. Is it 54, 58? Is this the fast that I'm looking for? Verse 5. 58 verse 5. Are you there? Brother, are you with me? Is this not the fast that I've chosen for? A day to afflict your soul, to bow your head like a bulrush, to spread out sackcloths and ashes upon, would you, would you call this a fast? A, an acceptable day of the Lord? Is it not a fast that I've chosen to lose the bands of the wicked, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not the fast? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry that you bring uh, your, to the, into your house the poor who are cast out? And, and the Bible says, go down to verse 10. If you extend your soul 
to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul. Then your light shall dawn in darkness, in the darkness, and your darkness shall be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your your soul in drought and strengthen your bones that you shall be a well-watered garden. When you afflict yourself, when you sacrifice, you become very attractive to God. The world is a very selfish world. This world we live in is a world that doesn't like to sacrifice. Nobody wants to give anything out for free. Nobody wants to lose. Everybody wants to gain. Nobody wants to be defrauded or, or make to feel like they have lost something for somebody to gain. Genesis 4. Genesis 4. Verse 3 says that in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruits of the ground to the Lord. And Abel brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering or sacrifice, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, would you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Two things you, you, you learn from this, this, this scripture. If you do right, would you not be accepted? Which means that God is not the respecter of persons. God respects principles. Yes. I, am I talking to somebody? God respects principles. God doesn't say that, oh, when this person sacrificed, I would look at it. When this person sacrificed, I would not look at it. If you sacrifice and you sacrifice, you will make the same grade. Are you with me? If one sacrifice and you don't sacrifice the same way, you will not make the grade. God doesn't, uh, uh, he's not partial. He's not somebody who says, I like this person, I don't like this. So whatever this person does, I, I appreciate. Whatever this person does, I don't appreciate. No. God is a respecter of principles and not of persons. Am I talking to somebody? So if you follow the principle, it, it works. I say it works. John chapter 12, verse 24. John chapter 12, verse 24. The Bible says that except a grain of seed falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, then it brings forth much fruit. If you want to have much fruit and be pleasing to God, learn how to die, sacrifice, fall to the ground, become nothing. See, Kieran, the reason why a lot of people don't amount to much is because they don't like to die. Because death is not a very nice thing. When you fall to the ground and they cover you with sand, it means you are no longer significant. It means you are no longer seen. And in this day of Instagram, Insta... uh, uh, Snapchat, uh, uh, Instant Coffee, uh, DM, and uh, what do you call it? Facebook, and uh, 
Twitter and all that. We want to be out there. We live for likes. We live for views. We live for, uh, 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 isn't it? Uh, for influence. If you, if you, put, you put a song out on, on YouTube, you want to have uh, two million views. But unless you learn how to fall and die, you abide alone. But when you die, worms will play with you. I say worms will play with you. Inside the ground, they'll play with you. A lot of us don't want to be covered. Say, Pastor, praise God, I want to die, but I don't want to be covered. I don't want to go into the ground. I want to have my Instagram in the, in, the, in the soil with me. No, 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 no. When you go into the soil, nobody comes with Instagram there. I, I, am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Die to Instagram. Die to Facebook. Die to YouTube. Die. Otherwise, you abide alone. You see, if God raises you, Everything is easy. The same effort brings 100 times yield. But when you try to raise yourself, it doesn't work. Have you noticed that anyone you put your Instagram and you try to get friends to like, they don't like, and then you get depressed? Uh, you, you don't like what I'm saying. Hey, I say you don't like what I'm saying. If you don't like what I'm saying... Listen, I would rather do it God's way. Which means that at the point I need to die, let me die. Don't be worried that nobody says hello. Don't be worried that nobody gives you a thumbs up. Don't be worried that nobody likes anything you are sharing. In fact, don't share anything. Yeah. Sorry? An act of slaughtering. Sacrifice is what? An act of uh, no, read it, read it, read it. Sacrifice is an art of Surrounding a possession. As surrounding what? A possession. a possession. Giving up something value. Giving something you value. For the sake of other consideration. For the sake of what? Other consideration. Other consideration. Abandoning. Hey. Surrendering. Hey. Renouncing. Hey. Forfeiting. Hey. Relinquishing. Hey. Resigning. Hey. Yielding. Hey. Waving away. There's more. Go on. Losing. Being taken advantage of. Being taken what? Advantage of. Giving in. Giving in. To other influence. To other influence. Giving up. Handing over. This is what makes God pleased with you. You see, Abel took the firstborn, which is supposed to be the thing that pleases him the most. His first yield, his first uh, victory, his first harvest, the thing that is, must give him the maximum uh, profit, he takes the firstborn and he presents it to God. Cain, on the other hand, 
takes something. Have you seen how you go, you take your bag and you go into the pocket? Isn't it? You take your bag. Say, shall we give the offering? Then you open this side. Then, then you know the jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Then you pick some. Then you, you, you make your hand in a way that nobody sees that it's only copper coins. Then, then you drop it. Meanwhile, where the real money is, you don't even go there. Because it's zip. Because from here, you are going to South Ridges. From here, you are going to... Uh, Nando's. So, 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 so you, 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 you go, you don't even go, you know, you know how you put the real money inside the socks and then you put the jingle bells inside because you're going to church and then when you get to church, they say, shall we give an offering? Oh, hallelujah. Or some of you do that and you become a conductor all, all, all of a sudden. Conducting the, the, the conduct. And now God is blessing Abel. You are getting jealous. Now God has respected the one who sacrificed. Now you are getting upset. And God says that if you had done well, would you not be accepted? If you had given the right thing, would you not have had my blessing? But you didn't give the one that you're supposed to give. And now somebody has given it and you're feeling jealous. Listen, this is a word for somebody. You have been believing God for a husband. Take a husband type of seed and sow it. Amen. That's a prophetic word. A husband type of seed and sow it. If you sow rubbish, you get a rubbish husband. <laughs> Take a temper, you get a cheapskate. <laughs> McDonald's. Uh, he will go and buy you a, what do you call it, apple pie and then put a, a candle on it and say here, happy birthday. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the kind of husband you want, you get that one. You are believing God for something. Sacrifice it. Hallelujah. Amen. Sacrifice it. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. You are believing God for something. Your, your, your own strength can't get it. Give something or take something, do something that, Lord, I'm sacrificing my life, sacrificing this for, for this. Myself and my wife resigned from work. I resigned as an accountant. She resigned as an accounts manager. And we went as missionaries to the world to preach the gospel. If you take the money I was earning, take the money she was earning, add it together, it's a lot of money. And sacrificing my life, my money, my time, and taking my, myself, my family from here to a country I don't know, to a language I don't speak, just to go and do the gospel. But guess what? God has blessed me more Amen. in those times than, God, than anything I could have ever done for myself. And I'm not telling you a fairy, a fairy tale. I'm telling you a real thing. This thing works. I say this thing works. It has worked in my life. I'm not telling you. I'm giving you hands-on, first-hand experience. When you sacrifice, God honors it. God honors sacrifices. 
And God, you see, when God is blessing you, God knows how to embarrass people, do you know? I said, God will bless you with something that you'll be embarrassed to share it with anybody. Because if you say it, it won't make sense. Sounds embarrassing. Hallelujah. Listen, you struggle. I can tell you, you struggle till the cows come home. (coughs) You won't make anything. In fact, let me give you this free tip as we are going home. Nobody ever becomes a millionaire by their salary. This is a free tip. I don't care what job you do. I don't care what salary you make. You can never become a millionaire by your salary. It's good to go to school. It's good to make courses. It's good to do all those things. I'm not against that. I promote that. But you never ever make anything from your nine to five. Your blessing starts after five. Oh, you didn't get what I said. Did, did, Did you understand what I said? Your nine to five is not your blessing. It is a seed for your blessing. Wow. I don't know whether I'm talking to the right church. It's just a seed towards your blessing. Your real blessing starts after five. After 5 p.m. What you do after 5 p.m., that is your blessing. Your whole life is nine to five. You are not going anywhere, trust me. If you like, if you think I'm joking, look at those who have worked 25 years. In the job you are dreaming and hoping God for. And see whether they have a pin to their name. All they have is debt. Credit card card bills. They drive nice cars, but they are driving debt. The house they live in, if they don't pay their mortgage today, they'll sack them. That is not the blessing of God. When God is blessing, he says that the blessings of the Lord, they, are, they make it rich and add no sorrow. They don't add anything. Just a blessing. Bam. It's there. It's yours. Enjoy it. And that comes by sacrifice. Sacrifice to touch something inside of him. Uh, are you with me? The place has gone very quiet. I don't know whether the Wednesday crowd, they, they, they've gone to sleep, they've joined the Sunday masqua. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Are you understanding the message? If you are not saying, listen. A life of sacrifice is a life of harvest. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. A life of sacrifice is a life of harvest. Sacrifice. Learn to sacrifice. Your time, yourself, your energy, your, your money, sacrifice to God. It's your reasonable service to him. Presenting your body and living. The word living means that it is not a one time thing. It is a present continuous. And God will bless you. Rise to your feet. Let's go home.